guys, we're at week nine in the NFL. The Giants are one and seven. The Eagles, on the other hand, are looking at eight and one. And the Cowboys and Redskins are in that wild card hunt looking for that playoff spot. So stay with us. We're breaking down all of the NFC East action in just a second. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Impact show tonight because all four teams in the NFC East did play this weekend. And honestly, we were just talking about they probably had the most entertaining play of this week. Yep, definitely. Mm. Week NFC's nine. The best division of the week. NFC Beast. We got the yeah. best division. So we're going to break it down all right here to kick it off. Uh, my name is Jenna Bussier, and you can find me on Twitter at Jenna underscore Bussier. We got two in studio, one via Skype slash audio. So let's start here. Um, I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K A U F. M-A-N-N. I'm 8 and 1. That's how I'm going to take it. Nice. Uh, yeah. I'm I mean, personally 8 and 1. I like how you slid he that in. Personally, yeah. your, I'm personally. He's, so, he's been so disinterested in our conversation. He's our, on our Facebook football right team. now. Well, no. <laughs> he was. He was. He was on Facebook. Uh, but no, you guys can hit me up on Twitter. I'm D'Angelo. Uh, at D'Angelo TV on Twitter and at D'Angelo on Instagram. And hey, we beat the freaking Seahawks, baby. <laughs> That, that was kind of impressive. D'Angelo needs a New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> it's really small, guys. Josh, what's up there in audio land? What's going on, guys? I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore the Giants coming off of, I think, the worst loss of my lifetime. <laughs> I, I don't even think that's an exaggeration. That was literally the most pathetic performance oh I've ever God. seen from a did Giants you guys team. Play last, I don't think you guys played this past week, did you? Nobody showed up. <laughs> a bunch of no, invisible up. players. The Rams played but... against nobody. Well, yeah. That Can't wasn't we- the New York High School Giants? <laughs> I just thought they... No. Little Giants. Iceboxes. Oh, oh, good old Icebox. We needed the sticky glue, right, for some of those receivers out there. There was a lot of receiver <laughs> drops, honestly. We will get into the Giants, but first we got a lot of highlights because there was so much action, as we said, this week between the NFC East. Uh, we're going to pull it up. We're going to start with the Cowboys versus the Kansas City Chiefs because why wouldn't Ooh. we? Because that was an amazing win. Uh, the Cowboys got away 28-17, which... Could have easily been, coulda, woulda, shoulda, can't live in the past, but it could have been 28-10 if it wasn't for that ridiculous <laughs> yeah, Tyree before being Tyree halftime Kill. touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get into all of it. First, let's give love to the Cole Beasley. Let's run his touchdown, oh, his the first TD of the game, and he had an amazing celebration to accompany it. I think this one, this celebration didn't get as much credit as it should have. It was actually pretty. Seriously. I think there have been good. a lot of epic celebrations this season. Got people aren't trouble. really, yeah, like, okay, people aren't really pointing out the, the just. Ready for this hip hop uh, art? Like, he, honestly, and there's a camera right there. Like, <laughs> why don't we have that angle? I mean, because I haven't seen it all in the NFL at all. And I, all of the replays, they were cutting his touchdown celebration short. Why? My friend missed it. I'm like, you have to see this replay and they weren't playing it in right. full which is very disappointing how many choreographers are there in dallas <laughs> like he hired wanna he found like the one of five that exists honestly it is intimidating as a girl to see how well he pops his <laughs> <laughs> like honestly his dance moves it's intimidating yeah, it's i mean it's inspiring honestly i need to get back into dance class or something way to go cole beasley um, so we continue we got a dak rushing touchdown dak has now thrown a touchdown pass and has rushed for a touchdown in eight games. So this is very good, and this is a very good highlight because um, when we get it going, 
we will see that he loses his footing a little bit, but he's mm-hmm. still able to make an amazing touchdown run. So much love to Dak this week. He played a very great game. So for you guys, is it is this a, just a very impressive win for the Cowboys, or the Chiefs kind of just tallying off right now? You know what? I felt good going into this game. I knew that we were going to win. Um, <laughs> not to be overconfident or cocky anything. I do. This is exactly what you're saying. I felt like this was a perfect time to catch the Chiefs mm-hmm. because they have been having a lull. Mm-hmm. But it was good enough timing that they did come off a win in their own division last week against the Broncos. Yeah. But they played sloppy enough that I felt good and confident going into this one because the Chiefs are still legit, but they're kind of blowing up a little they're bit. Just, they're meaning. They're finding their mean. They're yeah. Averaging out, that's all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, they still have a dynamic offense and our defense played really well. I remember if you were to ask everyone week three, who do you think is the truth? Like, what team What team in the NFC are you like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm most afraid of? They'd all say Kansas City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think how far that might have fallen. Yeah. yeah. In Kansas City, where now it's like, ah, oh, they don't look incredibly strong. Whereas there's another team. I mean, I think they'll be fine. They'll get <laughs> well, back up on the well, horse. Well, it's a marathon. Just... It's, it's not a sprint. That's yeah. the thing. It's just it's three seasons in one season almost. You know what I mean? Like, you got you just got to take it four weeks at a time. And everybody loves to jump on the team that was doing so hot at the beginning of the season and say, oh, now they lost three. You know, <laughs> they suck now. Or actually, I think they're six and two. So, no, six and three. Six and three. Six yeah. and three. So, honestly, well, the Chiefs are going to be fine. Well, we will see. They're going to mm-hmm. take their division easy. So, at least that's that. There's They'll no be competition in that They'll division. be in the playoffs. Um, we can't review the Cowboys-Chiefs game without this ridiculous, as mentioned before, Tyreek Hill touchdown before the half. Let's pull up this <laughs> stat, which Tony Romo on CBS, who was broadcasting this game, even said himself... I have never seen that in my entire life in football. My yeah. entire time in football. He treated it like a punt return. Like, yeah, look at that lane. And boom. I don't think I've ever no. seen that in Madden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it would be pretty hard. It did look like a Madden play. My thing is... Why did everybody stop? Why? Okay, why did everybody stop? But also, why did we just not line up for a regular... Like, why did our defense just not line up for a regular play? Well, because it, thought... it, no, it was a Hail Mary yeah, territory. I, they, I get that I think part. they thought it was going to be a Hail Mary, yeah. But they, if somebody... If they just lined up in regular defense, they would have stopped Tyreek. They would have made the tackle as soon as he caught that ball. Would they? Tyreek is really difficult to sure, stop and open <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is... I don't take... This is not... Doubt. I just think he made an incredible play. Oh, my God. The more I watch it, the more embarrassed I get. I mean, I knew as soon as he caught the ball, I was like, this it is going to be a touchdown. Be yeah. Just watch this. this and is he had be... four blockers down there. It's a yeah, great Incredible blocking. Incredible mm. blocking. Seriously, yeah. But the fact that it kind of just looks like our secondary is just standing there well, waiting for He just had to make the else. first guy miss right there. And when he made the first guy miss, he it. had blockers out in front of him. It. And it was a wrap. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, that wasn't that great, but I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I, I really liked that That clip. was a great play. Of course you did. Yeah. Yeah, of course you did. It made our defense uh, look uh, very embarrassing, but I'm very happy that that didn't end up being the demise of the game. If we had lost by seven and it was all res- that play was the reason why, I would have been so pissed. Yeah. So we're very, very lucky we got away with that one. Um, I want to actually throw up a highlight of a DAC first down on a second and ten. Uh this was one of my favorite plays of the whole game because it kind of um, shows our offense executing when it's needed the most. Mm. So this is to not only get the lead back at points on the board, oh. but this is a huge conversion. The fake was executed perfectly, yeah. and it's just Dak and the offense being able to come up big when we need them. I think it's, I mean, this game is just it's good that you can – the Chiefs don't, are not a good defensive team this year. And it's good that you guys were able to take advantage of it. But being at home, I was it would I would have been shocked if you didn't win because I'm expecting you to win. Mm-hmm. Because you have more pressure in this situation, as we talked about the Chiefs lost last week. 
you guys are trying to catch mm -hmm. the Eagles, at least make the game yeah. interesting. Mm -hmm. so yeah. it, was, it was too much going in your favor for this for this to happen. Okay, except for the Tyreek Hill touchdown was not in our favor. Yeah, well, <laughs> that happens. Um, and then uh, we have a great interception. Jeff Heath, our safety, which I'm happy that he pulled this Ooh. off because exactly that? Jeff <laughs> who you Heath, who was on special teams last year and is really developing. Uh, he's moving up at starting safety this year, and I feel bad because I've given him some heat for not performing well. But it looks like the defense is starting to work together and truly develop. I mean, they're playing great. So we have uh, the first Alex Smith interception of the season. Of the season. Yeah, On 204 completions, this is Alex Smith's first interception. Jeff Heath, I mean, perfect read by the defense because if Heath did not grab that, Skandrick is right behind him to make the interception. Yeah. So again, Very our defense wins. coming up big. This is what you want to do as a team. You want to get play your best football around week mm -hmm. eight, week nine. And the, the Eagles are doing the same, so <laughs> I'm excited. Well, I can't. I'm very much looking forward to the next. Uh, what is that week? Eleven. It's a Sunday night football. Yeah, we yeah, have prime time. Cool. Not this week. The previous week, Falcons yeah. next. Uh, but yeah, this was a great week for the Cowboys. Again, as we said, huge win uh, against a great team. But it's also just great to see our defense developing week in, week mm -hmm. out. Uh, getting the Alex Smith first inception, we were able to hold Kareem Hunt to only 37 mm -hmm. rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Second lowest of his season. No breakout runs. I mean, Tyreek Hill was almost non-existent if it wasn't for that halftime touchdown. Hmm. The only really offensive play that we saw from the Chiefs was the Travis Kelsey touchdown. Everything else, as I said, it could have been a 28-10 game. So it really was a great play by the defense. Yeah. I, I'm going to chuck this off to Andy Reid, and I think Steve can talk about this a little bit. The, the fact that Kareem Hunt, you know, got 57, I think he played 57% of the snaps, got nine carries, that's kind of a travesty. And I know, Steve, you might have been a frustrated Eagles fan back in the day <laughs> when they wouldn't run the football. So, I, you know, I, sometimes Andy Reid goes into these play calls, and I'm just like, what are you doing, man? Kareem Hunt is this dynamic running back that you have. There's no way he should only have nine carries. And the game didn't really call for it. There was, it was a game, you know, in the third quarter and the fourth quarter, so it wasn't like they were playing catch-up the whole time. Andy Reid is very frustrating to watch, specifically <laughs> against the the Dallas Cowboys. A lot of that's Eagles all I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can speak from experience that he he can be a very frustrating coach to watch. He's there's a duality to him as a coach that I think would make for a great book. I mean, once he he's done, just been playing to the fact that our defensive line has been playing so well. We've been doing very well at stopping the run and also pressing the quarterback. So yeah. I mean, maybe he was looking for other options in that sense with a lot of Kelsey looks. Again, didn't see a lot of Tyreek Hill. Only had two receptions. So he also likes to coach like a GM, and that does not help. Mm. That does not help. A coach should coach. A GM should manage. That's just me. Mm. Right. Generally, mm. personal take. Um, we also had a great offense. Oh, this is an amazing stat. So out of the four red zone attempts that we had, we can we uh, converted in all four of them. So we had a one hundred percent red zone rate percentage in this game and now we are on 20 out of 25 red zone attempts of the season 80 percent one of the most dynamic teams in the nfl at red zone opportunities so do you where are you with your expectations for the cowboys now you think you're gonna win the division like what do you expect um, i don't think we'll win the division i think the eagles will win the division outright just solely based off of their record and spor sports books clinch. agree with you <laughs> i'm looking at it right now if, on sports books if you thought the dallas cowboys would win the nfc east you could get 12 to 1 on that action oh. i mean i think we clinched last year when it was 12 and 2 13 and 2 yeah and if the cowboys won 11 in a row we were 11 and 1 hoping you guys break that 
uh, snap that record before you reach our great record of last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that the Eagles are going to take the NFC East, but I think that we are definitely wild card contenders, but honestly, a game at a time. It's so cliche, but it's so <laughs> it's true. It's very real. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, Alfred Morris only took one snap yesterday, which I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinion on. Do you think that we should just continue to feed Zeke yeah. every single for six snap, weeks at some point. though? Be yeah, fine. like He'll if you got him, you got him. <laughs> right, sure, if you got him playing, but at the same time, if we want to prepare for his absence, do we want to get other backs some game-time refs? If these this were is... first-year guys, yeah, but Alfred Morris uh, is in yeah. the offense. Darren McFadden was a starter for you guys. Like, I don't think... I just they'll be ready. What do they need to be prepared yeah. for? Yeah, if we're going to this much, if you're going to this much trouble to keep Zeke on that field, you should use him. Yeah, you should yeah. use him a lot, a lot, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you should. I just yeah. don't want to. I'm nervous. I don't want them to come in and be all rusty and not be able to have a run game once Zeke is out. Also, I'm pretty sure they should hire his lawyer as the right tackle. <laughs> <laughs> just get him out of all. Just make sure he gets. <laughs> he, he's good. real good at blocking for Zeke. Alfred Morris is a good running back. Mm -hmm. The running game is not going to disappear. On top of that, you have one of the better offensive lines in the league. So you might take a slight notch back, but I'm telling you, it's not going to be a bad running game at all. It's still yeah. going to be an upper echelon type running game. You're not going to turn into the Giants. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping not. One and seven. I mean, that's pretty much your, pretty, you're pretty on your tough. own planner right now. I'm hoping, <laughs> yeah. hoping that we can't plummet to the play, extent. They're playing for 2018. They're yeah. playing for that draft. But we did have, at the very last drive, offensive drive of the game for the Cowboys, a lot of injuries. So Terrence Williams, who had a great day, uh, 141 yards, 9 out of 9 on his receptions. Best game this season for him, very clutch play um, from Terrence Williams. So Williams, Dez, both left the game with an ankle injury. Our left tackle, Tyron Smith, he was huge for us, left the game, and uh, Brian Price also. So all of this, Brian Price is definitely going to be out. Tyron Smith is out next week, and it looks like Dez and Terrence are going to play. But these are the type of things that are making me nervous. We've been very good with injuries so far. Yeah. And now we're starting to break down a little bit. So that will be huge against the Falcons to see where that lies. Dez is so expendable right now in your offense, though. He's, I, just, yeah. I honestly would say Terrence Williams would be more of a miss than, than Dez Bryant. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I I mean honestly. I don't, I don't actually, know about that. <laughs> I, honestly, Terrence yes. Williams makes plays. I mean, he's really inconsistent, but he makes plays. But, I don't, I, but Dez has not really made plays this year. I, I honestly would like to see Bryce Butler get a little more action in front of Terrence Williams, to be honest. He's a bigger target. I think he's a better playmaker than Terrence Williams, and he doesn't drop as many passes. Yeah, Bryce Butler did actually have one drop on Sunday. Like I was saying. As many. He said as many. But it was a very difficult catch in his defense, but he saw no other action that game. But I agree with you. I think Bryce Butler is an amazing receiver, and he makes a lot of clutch plays, and he should be getting a lot more targets. But Terrence Williams, yes, he's wish while he's inconsistent, but he'll come up and have a big game every now and then, which he's is a good. good. Game. Gets... But I think Dez played really well on Sunday. Again, so he's not superstar Dez. Right. But he's still a role player, and he still made some great first down catches on third down. Well said, role player. Yeah, start. but I mean, if that's what he's we need. He's still their best receiver. I mean, yeah. people are getting on Dez. He's still their best receiver. So and I don't even think it's particularly close. You have Witten, who's a nice blanket. You have Cole Beasley, mm -hmm. who's good in the slot and on these short routes. But Dez is still their best receiver, and it's not close. We're going off of credentials and resume, not off of productivity. Okay. But who, productivity I don't know who's better there. than him right now. I, they don't really have a better wide receiver than Dez. They have a decent We're core. We're very but... good at spreading the ball right now, which yeah. is good. But Dez is probably, I mean, Dez is the number one. He's also Dez Bryant. You don't just flake on your stars like mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we can always find a Cole Beasley for two touchdowns every now and then. Witten, he'll get one or two a game. So we have a lot of options, which is great. Anyway, so we're going to move on. Finally. Sorry, we're going to move on. Oh, rambling about Also, the Star, Star Drew in our chat says he thinks the Cowboys are the third best team in the NFC next to Philadelphia and Green Bay. 
Green Bay. Star, Star Drew giving you Star yeah. Drew and giving you some props. Thanks, Star Drew. Hey, Star Green Drew, Bay's Green Bay uh, lost the quarterback. <laughs> I reevaluate I that. that. I think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC, and I actually would pick them to go to the Super Bowl if you had to ask me today. Wop. Next. Are you are you familiar <laughs> with what today is? <laughs> Come on. What'd bro. you say? The Cowboys always choke in the playoffs. Let's move on to the Redskins, please. So we're going to talk about just the Cowboys choking in the playoffs? Hey, you get Not there. Not the Redskins or the Eagles? Hey, you get no, to the playoffs. We don't okay. get to the playoffs. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> but you do choke in the playoffs. Because you choke before the playoffs. Yes, you're right. But, so, D'Angelo, you want to talk the skins? Let's talk I skins. do, because this was a Let's great go. week for me. Firstly, you threw shade in my, my jersey. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Cooley. All the real Redskins fans know who Chris Cooley is. Um, but anyway, look. Here's, I'm just going to set the scene for you guys. I did pick us last week, but obviously I had no belief that that would happen. <laughs> Maybe the lowest expectations I've ever had in a game, and that's why I'm so happy because not only did we win, we played horrible. Like, we did not play well. The Seahawks also didn't play well. And we got Blair Wash. Shout out to Blair Wash as well. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. No, shout out to Blair Wash. I picked him up as my kicker two weeks ago because somebody wow. was on a bye, and I thought, oh, Seattle kicker. Like, he's legit. If he made him, you would have been right. He's safe. Meanwhile, zero for three on field goal. That attempts. was weird because I don't Ridiculous. think he missed one before the before this game, which is weird. But I'm hey, take all the W's you can get. I do. Mm. Um, I have a Blair Walsh stat. While you said that, actually, yep. So Blair Walsh finished the game zero and three on field goal attempts. He became the first kicker to miss three field goals against Washington in a single game since guess when? Nineteen. 19- 78. I wasn't alive. <laughs> so none of us were, but no. how ridiculous is that? Yeah, that's stat? pretty crazy. Uh, so, you know, you know, I feel really good because this might be the <laughs> highlight of the season. <laughs> but um, I, uh, the most impressive aspect was that obviously how many people were out, offensive line, Kirk Cousins was hit six times. Mm-hmm. But the opposite of what I've said before this game happened in the sense that they just made the play when they needed it. Like, he drove down the field in, like, 32 seconds. Josh Doxson actually caught the football. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and it was just like, it was uh, it was like one of those wins that you feel like the Patriots are one of those teams who shouldn't have won, but won. I, that's how that game felt for me. And so, like, that's why it was really cool because we don't ever win those type of games. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it definitely wins the award for the ugliest score of Week 9. Oh, yeah, it was ugly. <laughs> I mean, 17-14 is normal, but well, at the getting end, there. Yes. Yeah. I was telling him before because it was hard to pay attention with the Cowboys. And every time I would look up, it was 0-2, 10-2, 10-8. I mean, yeah, I was just insane, that type of score. Um, if you want to look at some highlights. Uh, yeah. Rough start to the game. We had a fumble, a loss for the Redskins, and then that went right into a safety to put Seattle yeah, up by that ugly score was, of two to zero. The first quarter was ugly. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be. We're gonna get blown out." But the, <laughs> the defense played their best game of the year. Yeah, uh, forcing Russell Wilson to make two turnovers and just great stops on third and short. Uh, they made they kept this game close because the the offense didn't show up until late in the yeah. fourth quarter. Late in the fourth quarter. And we also, um, we have the Luke Wilson touchdown coming up, but we're going to let this highlight run out because that is another phenomenal, hilarious uh, touchdown celebration that they had there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I think this game also got overshadowed because everyone's paying attention to the Cowboys game and you want to see how the Eagles went. And pretty much everyone kind of writ this off because I haven't seen many people talk about the game this week. Um, And uh, most people who talk about it say how the Seahawks lost the game. And I understand that. But Mm -hmm. if you watch the game, I feel like you... People I mean, they were a team that was putting up like 40-plus, 30-plus right. points in the last few matchups. So the fact that you held them right. 
definitely speaks to your defense. Like you said, I think it was uh, five or six starting offensive linemen missing from that line. Kirk crazy. got beat. And people yeah, will people he will pick the easier down, narrative. Man. The uh, easier yeah. narrative here is, it's oh, the Seahawks are better. Right. The Seahawks are better. They just had a bad day. Right. Let's take a look at um, the Luke Wilson touchdown. Ooh. And also, after this, the missed two-point conversion, which I definitely want. Oh, that D'Angelo was an to talk play. about this. <laughs> I looked up when this was on. I thought this was incredible. Okay, this dance though. Uh, you Can like that just, dance? I think I, the Seahawks have some of the corniest celebrations that's this why season. It's <laughs> that is what makes it so funny. Like this is what they came up with: this a bunch so of grown funny. men dancing around, like doing a little Scottish jig with this. Well, that's what happens when Russell Wilson's your quarterback. <laughs> it's kind of corny. I mean, I love Russell, but come on. That is so cute. This is great. So Swearinger makes Ooh. an oh, interception. Yeah. Ooh, I love it. Love yeah, yeah. it. What an athletic, amazing. He should have just, after he fell, keep going oh, up. Yeah. Keep going up the field. I don't. Why is he? What? I, he knows how slow though. he is. He's really slow. And I think he knew that, like, this, <laughs> he predetermined that he wasn't going to make it. Oh, wow. So also, Josh Norman broke, like, five tackles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Between the two of them, that was so entertaining and athletic. I wanted, you know, not a Skins fan by any means, but you I wanted, wanted to make them it. to make that yeah. touchdown. This, that sums up the game. Not pretty, but great effort. Yeah. 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 <laughs> those, that sums up the whole game. Also, moments like that also make me upset for those times in my childhood where you would do that in Madden, and then <laughs> they would just stop the play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You'd, you'd, you'd intercept the ball on, like, the two-yard line, and then they'd just stop, stop the it. play. And like, I, I was going to... Two points! <laughs> We're fighting for two points! Yeah. So uh, I guess that that did not uh, count as an official stat of an interception because no, they no. only have two interceptions on right, the day. Right, it didn't count. It was just, we would have just got two points if he returned it. Yeah, so but that's still mm-hmm. a pick. It's a two-point conversion. But, but, but it would be. If he, but if he had made it, it would have been. A, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. It would have been a pick it. two. Yeah. If you were playing, if you were playing that defense and they had gotten the touchdown, you would have only gotten two points. Yeah. So, interesting nuggets that I was reading about the Redskins. One, we've played the most, the record-wise, played the most difficult schedule to this point in our 4-4. Really? Four four. Yeah, which is the Rams, the Chiefs, yeah. you guys, the Eagles. It makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess so. It does. Um, I just didn't realize that. Some other things that I read that I was just, it makes sense. Like, so, under the Jay Gruden era, when favored by a touchdown or more, the Redskins are 9-8, and eight, which is the oh. bottom third of the league. But they're, when underdogs by uh, a touchdown or more, 16-22-1, which is... A lot of numbers, but basically they're in the bottom, top top half of the league. Mm-hmm. So they actually play better when they're underdogs, which mm-hmm. I think is weird. Like, um, I think it really sums up the mixed emotions towards the Jay Gruden, Kirk Cousins era because it's just like when things are expected to go well, it doesn't. But when everyone's ready to give up, which I think everyone <laughs> was, it, they kind of stay afloat. It's just like that seven and nine, nine and seven kind of area, and it, they seem to be on track for that yeah. again. They're ready to upset all of the popular opinion. Yeah. But it seems like you guys have a little bit of Seattle's number. Uh, for mm-hmm. example, the Redskins improved to 3-0 and against NFC West opponents this season. Uh, Washington ha- now has the record, now has now recorded three <laughs> wins against the NFC West in a single season for the first time since 2011, and it makes you 12-8 and against Seattle all time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they beat us in the playoffs twice, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Got you cool. we'll take the regular season wins. I think I was reading a stat, too, before the game on Sunday that uh, Washington actually has the most points scored for an offense at CenturyLink, which is very just, I think impressive. it's just one of those random Yeah, So nuggets. random that it would be yeah. the Redskins. I mean, not you that, can pick as up. if you're not yeah. deserving, but... That is a random stat. That is a cherry pick. That is a cherry pick stat, but I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. I, I like, like it. It's interesting. So where are you at with playoff hopes then? Uh, again, I mean, I said this... I pretty much say this every week, but we still have the Vikings and the Saints and the yes. Cowboys. So 
Um, to be four and four after playing the most difficult record of all teams is good, mm-hmm. but they have some. The next four, three weeks are really important. Yep. To even just get two of those wins, um, then I'm like, okay, maybe there's a chance. Mm-hmm. But if you they they get swept or only win one of them, then it's just kind of like, why, why would I get my hopes yeah. up for what? I mean, everybody's thinking about it. It is kind of crucial time for the Redskins and Cowboys, but it's still also too early at yeah. the same time. Like, there's still so much season left, so much football left. Um, we do, again, sorry, we have so much to get to. So let's move on to Josh because he's been so uh, patient, uh, sitting up there all uh, silent. The Giants <laughs> lost to the Rams in what looks like a college game. Fifty-one <laughs> to Browns. fourteen. But let's start off on a positive note with this very actually pretty first quarter touchdown drive put together by the Giants. They so, scored. They scored. <laughs> And they tied I mean, it, and it I, almost I, looked like it could be a game at 7-7. Seven and seven. Let's see this highlight. It was very well executed by the offense, honestly. Jenna, I appreciate you trying to put together some <laughs> positives. Um, that's very, very nice of you. But as I said to open the show, this is literally the worst performance I've ever seen by a New York football Giants team. Um, I'm watching these highlights now, and yeah, it looks like you know they actually competed, but they didn't. It was absolutely pathetic. The defense totally quit on on the team, on the season. Granted, they did have some inactives like Jonathan Casillas, their, uh, one of the linebackers was out. Um, Justin Pugh, uh, Richburg, they are both out. Those are two of yeah. our offensive linemen, two of yeah. our better offensive linemen, if you could even say that. So we were missing a lot of players. Olivier Vernon was another one we were missing. But it, I, the team has given up. They have completely yep. given up. And I think tonight uh, or Sunday was the day that Ben McAdoo lost his job. Oh, this past Dang. Sunday. Was really- I yeah. was going to ask you that. We were going to get into that. But uh, let's pull up this Robert Wood third and 33 33. touchdown which is i was talking to josh before the show and i said i absolutely (laughs) am fully convinced that the giants are throwing this season and this is exhibit a on why third and 33 and you allow this touchdown to happen he didn't get touched as that's the most impressive he got touched in the end zone zone, zone, it was a pat on the back that is absolutely pathetic. <laughs> I mean, that is what I mean. It's a it's a wide receiver screen, third and thirty three, and they don't even in the middle of the field. Granted, he didn't go up the sideline. He went to the middle of the field where the whole defense is at, and nobody wants to tackle him. Like, <laughs> nobody had. I like, think oh, he was he'll shocked get him. to get touched. Like, too. Nothing. Not look at this. No, like nothing. <laughs> you nothing. cannot tell me Everyone's that Eli standing. Apple. And Landon Collins are not good enough to save that they play. They stood there. They like kind of was like looking. It's just they stood they want... and watched, and that is Exhibit A on why they are throwing this season. I'm like well, the think, lack of yeah. effort here. Well, I think it's career longevity at this point. Yeah. Every tackle you make, you run the risk of getting hurt. So with moments like that, you if the game's not meaningful, well, you know, yeah, like they, I'm thinking mean, about my check. Why are they saving their injuries for what? I mean, I guess no, no, they're they're no, they're not saving their injuries. They're trying to save themselves from injury. That's what I that's because what I mean. either either it's going to matter next year when the Giants might actually have a Do chance of doing anything, or it's going to matter <laughs> next, or it's going to matter in the off season that they're still healthy, so they can go somewhere else where maybe they could do something or make more I mean, money. I know the Rams are not to be slept on. 51 points, it's not to say that they can't score it. They've been scoring 30, 40 plus like almost every game, so we can't sleep on them. They deserve all the credit, but at the same time, you can't tell me that their second, the Giants secondary, the defense, the best part of their team is that bad. For again, to let this Sammy Watkins touchdown that we're about to see happen. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I just got to bring out all my examples of my conspiracy theory. <laughs> I think I think the Giants and the Broncos defense are kind of in the same and they just feel defeated. Like they don't, mm. it's effort. It's just a mental effort, you know? I mean, sometimes you just turn it off mentally and you can't turn oh, it back that's, on. That's this just complete so pretty. blown coverage by yeah. Landon Collins. Like, 
And we know Landon Collins is a baller. It's right. not. This is this is just disengagement, and I think that's going to the coaching is going to be blamed for that. Yeah, unfortunately. And well, because it's ultimately the coach's fault. I mean, it can't be the coach's fault that this happened. I mean, that's just basic. He ran a he I, ran a go right off the field. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. It, it's a lot of things. I mean, Eli Apple had a breakdown in coverage on a, on a Robert Woods touchdown, his second one of the day. They just they're not communicating on defense. Right. I don't even know if that was Landon's fault. To be completely honest with you, I, yeah. I didn't like see the back end of it. It does look like. Was he beat? He might have been beat. He, he was, was beat. beat. No, he, he was, was beat. definitely beat. So, but Just. it's it's like it's that though. Like, uh, like I said before, they have a bunch of injuries. Eli Apple has regressed so much this year. He's yeah. turned into. I mean, he was a good cornerback, and this year he's been absolutely awful. Yeah. You know, DRC is frustrated. They just suspended Norris Jenkins last game, so they didn't even have yep. their best cornerback to, uh, last week. It, it's just a mess. It's a mess. Yeah, and, Bray, and uh, if we could actually skip the girly run, sorry, we won't do girly leads. <laughs> Let's actually go to the Evan Ingram touchdown because I have another conspiracy on this one. But, um, yeah, Josh, how do you feel about Janaris Jenkins being suspended before this one? I mean, I listen, I don't mind the coaching staff or whatever coming down with, you know, penalties and things like that for their players missing, whatever. I, I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't even pay attention to what he got suspended for. Uh, DRC was suspended. It just seems like McAdoo has lost the locker room, especially the defensive side of the ball. You know, I, I was listening to the New York Sports Talk radio earlier today, and they were saying how it's kind of hypocritical that Odell Beckham had all these antics and never got suspended by the team, and yet, right. you know, when a, a defensive player does something, all of a sudden McAdoo wants to suspend him, and I think that's turned the defense kind of against him. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. Such I, a good point. It's, it's, it's unfortunate, you know. I, I think this team needs to be blown up. I, I think that the nucleus of this team is now poison. I don't think a coaching change is going to fix it, and I, I think they just really need to start from scratch. What, how do you feel? Do you think Eli should be benched? Because we've been hearing about that as well. I mean, at this point, you're one in seven. If you're not going to go forward with Eli Manning as your future quarterback, and why would you? He's 37 years old. I like him a lot. Maybe one more year, have Davis Webb, you know, in the background kind of learning from him. But I would like to see what we have in Davis Webb. You know, we're going to get a top three draft pick, it looks like it. And if he doesn't look like a sufficient enough quarterback, then he's not our quarterback for the future. We have to draft the quarterback this year, get Rosen or Donald or something like that. So are you down with finishing the season with a little Geno Smith action that we saw on Sunday? I was so hype on Geno you... when he first came in as a Jets quarterback. I was really hoping the best year, for him. Yeah. And that, After he came yeah. from uh, West Virginia. He, Jenna, don't you ever ask that question again. Well, <laughs> it, could it could legitimately happen. It could absolutely. Could see well, you said, hey, why not sit Eli? So I said, well, it looks like what you're going with is Gino if that is the It'd situation. It'd be Davis Webb, though, I feel Which like I think he went 0 for 2 on his, is whatever you call it. Yeah, he went 0 for 2. And then on top of that, like, if, if you're going to start a quarterback, a backup quarterback, go with Davis Webb, the guy you drafted. Because okay. we all right. know Geno Smith doesn't have a future in this league. Let's see what yeah. we have in Davis. Because Gino's yeah. not going to be the future. He's just not. He's right. going to be our yeah. backup forever, or he's going to be out of the league in about two years. Ding, ding, so, ding. So, it's attempts. That's the word it looked where he went. Oh, and two uh, yeah. on his attempts, and they went three and out, and he also rushed for a loss of one yard. Ha. So Gino not doing much <laughs> in that fourth quarter when he stepped in. <laughs> Poor Giants. Yeah. Nah, it's, it's okay. <laughs> hey, right. Nick. Oh, well, I want to go basketball I, right now. I do want to say it again just for posterity. If Eli Manning thinks he only has one year left in the NFL, he's worth money elsewhere. He, I, we I agree here, with you. We were here in Jacksonville San last Diego. week. Is he? I Actually, don't. Los I don't. Angeles. <laughs> here, people are way too high on Eli Manning. It's, I, it's I'm with you. I don't. It's over. But I think the market, the market will bear a high, t- a high one year, two year contract for him elsewhere. Well, he needs a it's, better offense. He also should not wear another jersey in his career. He should retire. 
Hmm. Uh, why? At least on a higher note, don't. If he can get fifteen million for two more years, why would? I mean, I would do it. Like we'd all do. Like. Yeah, he's a man. Like he's a star. But it, it just wouldn't be. You go to a team like Jacksonville, who needs a quarterback right now, who has a defense to win a super. I wouldn't say Super Bowl, but has a defense to contend in a weak division. Why not go after Eli Manning if you're Jacksonville? You know, I think he fits that team perfectly. Okay. okay. All right. Well, uh, Giants are four zero at home, and it was the most points the Giants allowed at home since 1964. We got some very historical facts here, but let's move on to the oh so dominant, oh so frustrating to watch as any other fan, <laughs> Eagles. Eagles putting up college numbers as well, uh, beating the Broncos 51-23. to We got Alshon Jeffries going off. He had two touchdowns. Ooh, uh, got a highlight of his first one of the day. Yeah, he's starting to mold with Carson Wentz, starting to make an impression on this offense, which he was kind of shy of in the beginning of yeah. the season. So This one's super pretty. Play- <laughs> <laughs> Just simple simple pump fake. Touchdown. Love, love every second of this. Also... Were we three points or six points? For, we're three points for Denver at this point. Those three points scored by Brandon McManus, Temple Al, Philadelphia, like Delaware Valley native. Okay. He scored most of the points on the Denver side. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Good Give for him. A little bit of credit. All, all the right. Philly love. All the Philly love. Oh, it's uh, Philly still wins when he scores. Yep, Philly still wins when Brandon oh, McManus scores it. and we win. That makes so much sense coming from Lincoln Financial. It truly does. And we have Jay Ajayi who had his first touchdown. Not, Ajay, only, yes. not only as an eagle, but... Uh, on his season, first touchdown love when, on the season. I, I love when we're in this point in the game where they're showing you that red line of like where the field goal, like where the field goal <laughs> yeah. range is. Yeah, that's comical. And then you hand it to a you hand it to yeah. a running back to get to that red line, and he just blows that red line away. <laughs> and are you ready for this one? So this was seventy five yards, and this was the first rushing touchdown the Broncos defense allowed all season. Yeah. Whew. And then they went on to allow another two more with. Uh, and Corey Clement. Corey and this is, up big. I can't believe Brock Osweiler somehow get, came back into an NFL football game. And this is Jay Jayu's first NFL t- or first yeah. season. Yeah. First, first season, season first season touchdown. But he wasn't the ball owner for the running backs. So. Yeah. Why are you guys doing this to the rest of us with your run game? You now have so many people in the backfield. Ajayi, Blunt, Corey Clement. We have such a strong schedule. We need, we have such a strong schedule. We need to we need to really run it down everyone's throats. And don't forget about Sprolson on the sideline. Um, like you would have five star back. I mean star. I mean after this game, you could say that they all are because they all had a hand. We have kind of a five headed monster in the yeah, backfield, and I love it. And I, I, I want to point out that Carson Wentz can run too. Yeah, he does. He <laughs> can. Doesn't he run. actually has 211 rush yards on this season. What is that? What quarterback does that? There are starting running backs in the NFL that don't have 211 right. rushing yards in his it's Absolutely like. absurd. Um, we got to give a little throwback to one starting Eagles quarterback, Nick Foley, making a little bit of an appearance. <laughs> oh, What's God. up, Nick Foles? How'd you do? Let's see how you did. <laughs> how'd <laughs> Giving Denver their garbage time points on this one. Oh, I'm, I'm happy for everyone who started the Denver defense in this moment. Tom Savage esque. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when Nick Foles was kind of like the thing for yeah. the Eagles? Nick Foles was the truth for like a minute and a half. Great year and a half until he went to the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> How things have turned around for them. And again, shout out it to was, Corey Clement. It was that game. Brock Osweiler came back in for yep. the Broncos. Just everyone full circle. All the trash quarterbacks returning yeah. to their <laughs> original teams. Three touchdowns on the day for Corey Clement, who was a rookie. Yeah. A rookie from Wisconsin. Let's Wisconsin? go with that. I believe. I'm 80% certain Wisconsin. I think the Google. Cowboys fan knows that. Oh, <laughs> 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 um, yeah. But he had a great day. The entire run game. The entire offense. 
They're a well-oiled machine. They have everywhere to go to, whether it's throwing, running, Carson Wentz doing it himself. Did we learn oh. anything new about the Eagles this week? No, no it just is being beat over our heads. That we're great? Okay, that, so no, we didn't learn anything new? Well, that we're right. great against what was considered at the time the best defense in the league. That is no longer the case. That, yeah. That <laughs> you either, changed I, that narrative. Either we're the best <laughs> offense in the league, that or they're not the best defense in the league. Yeah. I think it's scary they got Jay Ajayi now. He only had you know a few carries last game, but he took one to the house, and he's one of the better running backs in the league. You're not going to see a lot of Clement and uh, Blount and Smallwood. Well, you might see a little bit of, of Blount, but I think Jay Ajayi is going to get 15 to 20 touches a game, and they're going to actually have a run game because they've been doing this without a run game all year, mm. and now they have one, which makes them even a better offense. I think they're really scary, so I it just showed that they got better. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, to, I don't want to stir you up, but I, I'm still in the narrative that you're going to have a great regular season. Yep. But the playoffs, big picture-wise, I don't consider you guys a Super Bowl contender. Still. Really? Yeah. Who, who do you consider a Super Bowl contender? It's not that you guys aren't the most talented team. It's just that it's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. This is Carson Wentz's first year dominating in this manner. Mm-hmm. So just logically speaking, I just don't see you guys winning a playoff game. Although, statistically, Carson Wentz has been dominating both. I agree. Both these two yeah. seasons. Like he's thr- like The same narrative for the Dak Prescott and Cowboys last year. I agree. And, um, you know. And I also, to your point, before I destroy it, <laughs> we're a pretty young team. There are a lot of folks on our team that have not been to playoff games, right. been to Super Bowls, right. and they're coming into a bye week right now, so there are a lot of young people who are going to do what they'll do on a bye week, their first NFL bye week. Right. So do you who dis- are gonna, who are going to Who are going to like hear, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, you're the greatest, and that's something they need to just put out of their head. Right. And that'll come back to the coaching. I have a lot of faith in this coach. Okay. I have more faith in Peterson to take us to the Super Bowl this year than I've ever had Nandy Reid to take us. So you do think you're going to go to the Super Bowl? Ah, I didn't say it. I said it. I have faith. I have more faith in Peterson. I needed to hear it. (laughs) You you wouldn't say it. Now you've said it. That's all I really wanted. You wouldn't be an Eagles fan if you didn't believe at 8-1 you were going to the Super Bowl. That's That's the most Eagles Eagles fan thing to do. That's all I really wanted to hear. They're all hashtagging Super Bowl bound. This um, is their year. And I think it. that they can be a Super Bowl contender, but I agree with D'Angelo. This is kind of the Eagles narrative. Yes. That postseason, not fared so well. I mean, uh, this is the fifth start uh, to the Eagles' history that they have been 0-1 at the start of the season. And they, I'm sorry, whoa. 8-1. 8-1. Hello. <laughs> We're having a day today. Uh, <laughs> and they have gone to the postseason in all of those seasons, but... How many rings? But I mean, this is a different team. Like, I I understand stats like that, but to say like, oh, this is whatever time an eight and one Eagles team has not made the Super Bowl. I mean, who cares about a team that won eight and one in the seventies? It's not the same squad. Yeah. I think this team is really good. I just think the Cowboys are a little better. If someone could knock off the Cowboys before the Eagles get to them in the playoffs, I think the Eagles are going to the Super Bowl. I think the two best teams are in the NFC East right now. And I think it's the Cowboys mm. one and Eagles two. That'll okay. that'll be hard for me to act like the NFC Even if don't fail in the playoffs all the time. You're talking to a Giants fan that one two that, that's all two You're the Bowl, only so. successful playoff team that we have. Yeah. <laughs> we the do very well during the regular Super Bowl, season. Yeah. I also want to point out people have been talking people have com- been comparing this Eagles team to the Terrell Owens and Super Bowl team. I want to argue that this is the second this is a second year coach bringing us this far, whereas this was Andy Reid. That that Terrell Owens Super Bowl team was Andy Reid's like sixth year. Yeah, and he we, he'd taken us to the NFC Championship game like four three time, times. Three times yeah. Yeah. The fourth time we actually won. Yeah. So I think there's a there's a bit more fire, a bit more youth to this team that I'm. It's really exciting to see. I 
I like how Doug Peterson says at every press conference. I just want to go one and zero this week. <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't try to think too far ahead. Other than I want to win this week. So cliche. So Super Bowl. He's gonna win this week. <laughs> well, he Say can't. It. You no. said it already. It's been said. He can't lose this week. Said. You said, we need you to say that the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl so that they don't even win their first playoff. Yeah. <laughs> so Why would I, I say that? Over your head forever. Why would I even say that, guys? <laughs> we need you to. Do it for it's us. It's been done. That's as close Do as we're going to get. I know it. Okay. We, again, we went a little bit over time because there is so much going on. Well, this is just going to make the Eagles-Cowboys game even more important. Juicy. But we got a, one more week until the Eagles and Cowboys match up Sunday Night Football primetime. At uh, week 11. But week 10 predictions, uh, we got Cowboys at Atlanta. I'm all in on the Cowboys. I mean, the thing is, the only thing that scares me about this is I feel like we caught the Chiefs at the perfect time. But Atlanta, uh, going off of four losses of their last five games, they're they're not the team that they were last year. But I'm a little nervous that in this setting, they might come up with the win this week because they have been playing so poorly and they're trying to get their act together. Mm. The fear I have, but I still think that we will hold them, especially the way that our defense has been playing. We're on a roll. Let's make it a four-game win streak. Yeah. What do you guys got, Cowboys or Falcons? Uh, my gut says Cowboys. I'm looking at sports books to see With if it's are. against my gut. I think, um, yeah, Cowboys. Okay. The the Falcons are are Broncos esque in that in that they're imploding <laughs> right now. They don't have a lot of confidence in Matt Ryan and their offense. So I mean, I'm definitely picking the Cowboys because Dallas, Philly. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, let's make it interesting. Josh? I'm definitely going Cowboys. The only team that I think can beat the Cowboys, or the only type of teams that can beat the Cowboys, are teams that can put pressure on Dak. And da- uh, Atlanta doesn't have that type of defense. On top of that, their offense has been suffering since Kyle Shanahan went to San Francisco. Yep. They don't even look the same. So I'm definitely going Cowboys. Absolutely. And uh, my favorite NFC's matchup of the week is the Niners and the Giants. <laughs> because <laughs> this is like the 1-7 team versus the 0-8, I believe, yep. team. Which one is going to get their really win this week? I really hope the Niners week? win this game. I, I hope the Niners win. And I have the Niners taking this at Levi's Stadium because I think that the Giants have initiated plan tank the season. As a Niners fan, I'm really hoping they don't win. Oh, <laughs> I just want them to just lose for the whole season and then get first draft pick and do one. something for next year. That's all I want. You got to win one. No. For respect purposes. I'm with Bree and William Hill. I'm going with New York Giants. New York Giants get blown out. Ben McAdoo gets, <laughs> gets fired after this game. Oh, man. So there you go. This team has quit. Yeah. The Niners are winning this game. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we're, we're all together on that one. Eagles off on a bye week. We have a very good game matchup between the Vikings and the Redskins. And I might eat my words on this after next week. Don't next you show. pick the Washington Redskins. I don't need that bad omen. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you keep that over there. I'm not, pick, you I'm pick not the picking them. I'm picking the Vikings. That's why I feel like cool. I'm so up in the air about this one, but the Vikings are coming off a of bye week. Their defense is playing so well. And with uh, the Redskins' weak offensive line right now, are they going to be able to help Kirk and the whole offense, the run game with the Vikings' defense is what I'm concerned about. So I'm picking the Vikings in that game, but... You never know. The Redskins will still come up with it. That's why I'm hesitant. I've got the Vikings. I'm so glad you guys didn't pick the Redskins. <laughs> Obviously, I'm picking the Redskins. The I just need to know which defense is showing up. Because <laughs> I, I think our offense will struggle again until we get mm-hmm. our offensive line back. But Case Keenum, Russell Wilson. We already did. We did two picks to Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I think we should be able to control oh, Case oh, Keenum. Oh, if the Seahawks kill, if the Seahawks killers show up every yeah. week, yes. Yes. This won't be a pro- like you. You won't be as frustrated. But we're going with logic with the Redskins, and that never works out. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Josh. 
I got the Redskins in this one. Uh, Minnesota's defense, they're good, but I don't think they're the same away from the Dome. Also, I think Case Keenum decides to be Case Keenum and, and plays pretty bad. Uh, I, I think Chris Thompson has a big game. I don't think they're going to throw the ball deep too much. I think, you know, they're going to revert to, you know, that 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 dump game they have with Chris Thompson. And I, I think the Redskins win, like, a low-score game, maybe, like, 17-13. Mm, I'm glad you brought up Case Keenum. Case Keenum, pull through. third (laughs) quarterback on that roster and he is looking to get the start in week 10 even though uh he's had a good pretty decent season he leaves the rams and he has an amazing season so uh bridgewater hurt bradford hurt and case keenum is going to be their starting quarterback not just a filler quarterback like he's he's playing well enough if it broke don't fix it and i'm i'm happy for him gotta say but it could have helped if he was on the rams last year (laughs) (laughs) if he had sean mcveigh maybe it would be a little bit yeah that is very true all right, guys, I think that about does it for week nine of the NFL. Here with us at NFC East Reactions and Updates at AfterBuzz TV. Thank you for joining us. I see some love in the live chat. There's a lot of love in the live awesome. chat. Shout out to you Keep guys. watching us because we kind of didn't have that many views last week. Hey, don't tell them that. So, <laughs> watch us. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jenna underscore Bussier. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter almost exclusively. I'm, I am at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. If you are at all interested in wrestling, which you might because you're already subscribed to this channel, I will be sticking around to the SmackDown after show here. Nice on plug. Hey, you guys can hit me up on Twitter or on Instagram. I'm D'Angelo. D'Angelo TV on Twitter. D'Angelo on Instagram. Hail to the Redskins. <laughs> and Josh, you're up here with us, right? Yeah, I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. I'll be back in the studio next week. All right, guys. Looking forward to it. See you week 10. Deuces. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.